the Sugar Series, Sugar Rush Chapter 3. Happy New Year. Count D could not believe that his grandfather had been the carrier of a child. He could not believe that his father also had a human mother. It all seemed so much to bear at once. Diana stared at him as he stood leaning against the wall, cradling a cup of gentian tea. It would soothe his stomach as nothing else had seemed to. Diana gently touched Count D's sleeve, then his arm. I am a physically tangible being, Count D said without looking up. He then turned and smiled at Diana. She was struck by his beauty. Now that she knew the truth, his glow was unmistakable. Rio stood clutching a glass of warm cider and pondered the events that led up to tonight. The events since he had met Count D and Leon. His life had not been the same. As a matter of fact, he had seen things he was sure no mortal ever dared dream about. Rio frowned to have had his grandmother's fairy tales prove true right before his eyes. Rio scanned the crowd and found D staring at Count D in much the same way as he himself was doing. King Zaro let out a roaring laugh at something that Prince Daphne said, and D strolled over to Rio. You know what has me curious, D said. Rio shrugged his shoulder and looked inquisitive at his lover. The choice of guards. I know we are friends and all, but what were the qualifiers that said we were perfect for protecting their princess and their count? Those questions are the very ones I asked when I was chosen to go into service for the king. Dee and Rio turned to find Heaven standing beside them. She held a pewter chalice and drank from a dark red liquid that swirled within. She licked her lips, which turned crimson before she smiled at them. Rio felt chilled by the glowing amber of her eyes. The Arcadians follow the example of their lord and choose the least likely suspects. Who would ever suspect that a group of blatantly homosexual men and a couple of women would be the warriors chosen to protect the future heir to the throne of the Arcadian Royale and the child of Akami? You are not exactly protecting High Princess Andromache. You are protecting her child. And the same goes for County. Heaven drained her drink and smiled before she walked away, leaving them to further ponder her words. With the swish of her pristine white skirts, she vanished onto the balcony. <laughs> Leon leaned against the wall and enjoyed the feeling of Count D in his arms. D leaned against Leon and watched the crowds. He noted Lady Aurora approaching him with a curious frown on her face. Leon placed his hand on Count D's tummy and kissed his neck. I must offer my apologies to you, Count D, Aurora said and dipped into a curtsy. I am the one responsible for alerting your father to your leaving arrangements. It is my fault you were beaten. But I do not understand. He is here tonight, and he does not seem angry to see you together. I saw him looking this way, and I came over to protect you, only to have him smile at you and look away. Count D grinned at Aurora and took a moment to appreciate her raven hair and deep crystal blue eyes. He figured that if he ever got around to loving a woman, it would have been her. Her fangs were always just barely visible, unlike some vampires that made it a point to hide what they were. My father has been forgiven for his crimes, and he is now responsible for my care and my current condition. 
Oh, yes, of course, I had heard that. You're out with child, are you not? Aurora said and sniffed Count D. D stood still for the inspection, blushing when she caught a hint of his morning's activity with Leon and gave him a raised brow look. Count D laughed and looked away from Lady Aurora. That was entirely your fault for scenting too deeply, Count D said in defense of his of her embarrassment at his expense. But I'll forgive you if you would join me for a drink. I suppose you'll have your usual. As well, I have my usual. I have missed Arcadian Punch. I dare say you have not missed any meals, Count D said as he noted the healthy glow to Aurora's skin. Lady Aurora giggled, and Leon felt as if he heard the tinkling of crystal bells. Leon followed Count D and Aurora to a table that had been laid out. Aurora reached underneath the sheath that draped a separate table and pulled out a pewter goblet. Count D picked up a steaming cup of amber liquid. Leon looked at him questioning. D offered him the cup, and Leon took a tentative sip. He blanched as his tongue was coated with what seemed to be a mixture of milk, honey, and caramel, and so sweet it could rot the teeth of an entire town with one bowlful. What is that stuff? Leon asked and fought the urge to spit. Arcadian punch. It's made with maize juice, a plant found only in Arcadia. It is said to be so sweet because the queen herself kisses each seed before she plants them. They only grow in the queen's garden. They heat the juice and add milk to dilute the sweetness. Count D said when Leon looked at Aurora, I'll try what you're having. Doesn't look as sweet, Leon said. He was perplexed as both Count D and Lady Aurora started to laugh. I do not think it would be too wise a decision to partake of the drink that my lady here is enjoying. Leon looked up to find Lord D with his hand on Leon's shoulder. He smiled at County and took a cup of Arcadian punch. He raised his glass to his son and smiled as Leon looked curiously into Aurora's cup. Aurora smiled as Leon realized that what she was drinking closely resembled blood. She bared her fangs and grinned as Leon blanched, walking away. I just had a drink with a vampire, Leon said with our preamble to Rio and Dee. They had clustered together with Diana and Jill, who were trembling in fright. A griffin just asked me to dance, Diana said, fearfully looking around. Why didn't you? The human form he took was hot, Jill giggled. She was enjoying herself immensely. What do you mean, a vampire? Dee asked. He had held tightly to Rio's arm ever since the young man with green and black hair had boldly looked him over and winked. You know, Fangs drinks blood would easily have me for dinner. A vampire, Leon said, fighting rising panic. He thought he was used to all sorts of things. Hell, living in the pet shop, he was introduced to fantastic creatures every day. But she was just standing there, drinking blood. The vampires he had dealt with before were not really that striking to him. But Leon gulped and dragged a hand over his face. A hand touched his shoulder and he felt such peace and happiness that for a moment he wondered what was going on. He turned and smiled as Andy drew her hand back. You look like you needed it, Andy said as she winked at him. I see Aurora has been her naturally charming self, Andy smiled at Diana. Jazz says if you change your mind let him know. He is son of one of the highest generals in the king's army and uh, Rio? My trainer, 
James says hi and to ask if you've ever played with fire. I'm currently in love, so just tell him hi and I have no interest in playing with anything he has, Rio said. What did he mean by fire? Is he asking to be unfaithful while I'm standing directly in front of my lover? Andy laughed. Well, yes and no. And James is the phoenix. So when he wants you to play with fire, Andy let the words hang in the air. The room quieted and Andy turned. She squealed and ran away from the group. She's so excited all the time. Like a child, Diana said and rubbed her hands over the goosebumps that had risen over her arm suddenly. She turned her head to follow the hush in the crowd and felt the inexplicable gathering of tears in her eyes as a regal lady walked forward. She had on a shining silver dress that flowed like water over her curves. She smiled and the room applauded. The king strolled to her and changed to a human before he gathered her in his arms for an embrace. Who is she? Diana wondered aloud, taking in the deep chocolate skin. That... The group turned to see Heaven standing beside them, staring up in awe at the regal ladies. That is the Seraphim Celestial in the silver trust, best friend of High King Zero, and the one next to her in the red dress is High Queen Victoria, his lady wife. Heaven laughed as the king pulled Queen Victoria into his arms and planted a hearty kiss upon her smiling lips. Queen Victoria grinned at her husband before she excused herself from his side and went on a search. She saw him standing near the window, breathing deeply of the frigid air. Lord D, she said. He turned and smiled at her. I told my husband that he should not hold a grudge against you for your earlier behavior. I am glad he listens to me. Sometimes he can be so pig-headed. Difficult, is it not, for a cat to be a pig? Lord D said. The queen sighed. Glad that Lord D bore no grudges of his own. I never got a chance to say how sorry I am for the pain that humans have caused your dear family. Lord D brushed away her words. I hated them long before that. It was my weakness that had me fall in love despite my hatred. Lord D confessed and Queen Victoria stared at him in perplexity. A gift was sent to them. And how did they repay the kindness? Lord D growled. How can you still bear their touch is beyond me. He was your lord as well. Queen Victoria grinned and scanned the crowd. She found High Princess Andromache standing and talking to Count Dean Leon, who had rejoined their fellow officers. She is carrying the hope of the nation. You know that? Queen Victoria said offhandedly. The babe is so small now that he barely makes an indent in his mom's body and yet he is more loved than even he knows. Do you think it would be fair for the child to be born with no hope of ever returning home? Or your own grandchild, which will soon make its own indent in his parents' body? If not for the life of the Savior, we would all be condemned. Is that something you would have wanted? But they were so cruel to him, Lordy began. I was there. I saw it. He was punished for our sins, Queen Victoria said, wiping tears. When he had committed none of his own, Lord D said and refused to shed tears. They killed him, Lord D said in a small voice. No, they did not. Queen Victoria answered. She placed a hand on Lord D's arm and pulled him into an embrace. He willingly gave his life so that we could live. 
not just for the brief span of years we are given, but for all eternity. Your body will never die on its own, but you can be killed, and when that happens, would you not be pleased to join him? Would you not wish to go home? Queen Victoria backed away to look into Lord D's solemn purple eyes. That is only possible through his blood, which he willing gave. Do not blame humans. As you can see, Queen Victoria swept her arm towards the small group of friends among the crowds. They are as immortal as you are. Queen Victoria kissed his cheek and left him to think. Lord D stared at his son and for the first time in centuries understood. He smiled. Count D turned and caught his father's eyes on him. His father was smiling at him and yet tears fell from his eyes. D's brought forward and he made to approach his father. Lord D shook his head and wandered off into the crowd to find Lady Aurora, his old friend. Andy giggled as she took Dee's hand. If we start now, when we're done, it will be time for the 10-second countdown, she said and took her place in front of the microphone. Leon looked up in awe. When had Dee slipped away from him? He saw Dee on stage holding a microphone, his face pale save for two bright dots of pink on each cheek. Hello, everyone. It is about that time, and I just thought you would like a bit of entertainment before the countdown. I have called a big favor of an old friend, so bear with me. I just love him so much it makes me happy to be able to perform with him, Andy said into the microphone. Perform, Leon thought. I didn't know he could sing, Dee said to Leon, who shrugged. Andy inhaled, and the group of musicians began to play a song that was hauntingly beautiful and, Leon thought, Familiar. Her voice was clear and beautiful as she sang out. Leon smiled. He had always loved her singing. Leon paused as a smooth voice joined her, singing the song in Mandarin. Jill sighed as the words of the song washed over her and brought tears to her eyes. How could they blend the words so perfectly? As the song progressed, Jill looked around to see the entire audience moved by the performance. Leon was staring at the stage with a look of such love that he had moved to stand in front of it and did not even seem to realize that he had moved. He stared up at County and felt himself fall in love all over again.
I do believe you're supposed to wait for the countdown, Lord D said, close to Leon's ear. Ten. Leon pulled back and gasped for air before he lowered his head again. Nine. Rio indeed laughed as still Leon fused himself as much as possible to count D. Eight. Jill continued to wipe tears from her eyes. She was glad that her two friends had found happiness. Seven. Diana stared around in awe as the people around her turned into birds of flames, unicorn, pegasi, and all manner of fantastic creatures belonging to legend and mythology. Six. Celeste unfolded all six of her mighty wings and levitated high above the crowd, shining brightly above them. Five. White kittens ran into the ballroom and crowded around the king and queen who shifted to their cat forms. Four. Dee had no qualms about pulling Rio into his arms and preparing for the stroke of midnight. Three. Leon pulled back and stared deep into Count Dee's eyes. I love you so much. You're having my baby and I love you so much, Leon said against Dee's neck. Two. Count D raised his hands and cupped Leon's face. No, I'm having our baby, he said, and wrapped his arms further around Leon. One. Leon lifted Count D from his feet. Happy New Year. Leon kissed Count D with all the love he had stored in his heart, and Count D returned the kiss with equal fervor. D grinned roguishly and kissed Rio deeply. Nestor swung Andy around until she laughed with dizziness before he stood her on her feet and kissed her soundly. Daphne snagged Lady Alera and gathered the shiny mass of her hair in one hand and tilted her head back. She was mesmerized by him and stood pliant as he gently placed his lips to hers. Lord D stood near Celeste and watched as the year rolled in. You know, Celeste said, Things will be interesting this year. My dear lady, Lord D said as he looked at his son being thoroughly mauled by Leon. Things have always been interesting. Celeste laughed and kissed Lord D. Happy New Year, Lord D. Happy New Year. To be continued.